It was announced early this morning. Very, very sad news. Um, I, I, I will read, read what I have in front of me. This is probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to share with my loyal fans. Now, if I were to read this like him, it would take 96 days. As you all know, four years ago this month, I had a major accident. I damaged my spine. My one and only purpose during this time has been to get back on stage. My singing voice is fine. However, after three operations, stem cell treatments, endless physical therapy sessions, and most recently groundbreaking cybernetics treatment, my body is still physically weak. I'm honestly humbled by the way you've all patiently held on to your tickets for all this time. But all good conscious, I have now come to the realization that I am not physically capable of doing my upcoming tours. As I know, I couldn't deal with the travel required. Believe me when I say this, the thought of disappointing my fans really fucks me up. More than you'll ever know. Uh, Never would I have imagined that my touring days would have ended this way. My team is currently coming up with ideas for me to perform without so much travel. I want to thank you all, my family, my band, my crew, my longtime friends, Judas Priest, and of course my fans, for their endless dedication, loyalty, and support, and for giving me the life I never ever dreamed I would. I love you all, Ozzy Osbourne. The Prince of Darkness is retiring. My God. Yeah, there you go. Ozzy Osbourne retiring from touring. Man, oh, man. Oh, oh, and there's this news, too. Um, Go ahead and play the dickhead. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so 
Uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Ooh, that, was, that was a dig. Um, there you go. Tom Brady announces his retirement this morning as well. Now, now we're, we're all wondering, what's Tom going to do next? Hell, I've got it. Tom Brady and Ozzy Osbourne calling NFL games. Now, that's entertaining right there. Uh, I haven't said good mornings to anybody because the two biggest breaking news stories in a while have happened with Tom Brady and Ozzy Osbourne. So let's get to the good mornings. Uh, first one here today. God damn this fucking mouse and window fucking moving everything. For fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Well, the frickin' God. Uh, Straight Fire says good morning and happy hump day, ass. Well, hump day, hump day, hump day. Hold on, let me now bang the mouse, make sure it works okay. Uh, Derek says good morning, ass family, and happy hump day. Right back at you, my friend. Derek says and good morning, Straight Fire. Andrew says happy hump, hump day, hump day. From the frozen tundra of North Texas, I hope my fellow ass lovers are doing well. Yeah, let me tell you, it's 25 degrees outside, and there ain't nothing but sheets of ice on the road. Oh, 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 and by the way, there's an ice storm that's going to hit this afternoon, too, by the way. 90% chance. Awesome. Boy, I love that global warming. I'm sorry, climate change. Christ's sake, I, if I had to go get the mail yesterday, I had to get some hockey skates on. And I don't even own hockey skates. Um, Douglas says, good morning. Oh, uh, happy day. Tom Brady's officially retiring. So glad he isn't going to Vegas next year. Nope. No, he's going to be in the booth somewhere. Well, we'll talk about it here in a second. Let me get through the good mornings. Um, Battleborn says, happy hump day from 12 degrees southeast Nebraska. Whoo, that's cold as well. I look at Tom Brady and Joe Montana the same way as Straight Fire. I got so mad watching them play and dominate my teams all those years. I like looking back and saying I watched the entirety of Joe Montana's career, and I know that someday I will say that about Brady I'm being, uh, if I'm being honest. Well, we'll, we'll like, like I said, let me get through the good mornings, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Tom Brady and, and where he really ranks. Hangtown Mike is in the house. He says, morning, morning, and uh, ass family, and happy hump day. Uh, Chaz says, morning, ass family. It's not raining, but it's cold as fuck in Placerville. Have a fantastic hump day, everyone. No, no, no. Oh, my lucky stars. Wow, looky there. The one and only bratty kid is all up in the house. Do you want me to reach down there and, and I can pull my butt crack open for you if you want? No, that's okay. I, I, I just hope that you have a spectacular day today. House of Pain says, happy hump day, ass family. Well, happy hump day. Right hump. back to you. This music takes me back to high school. Oh, yeah. I, I was playing fucking full on Frankie Goes to Hollywood, um, Dead or Alive, and, and, and you have to play, you know, Iran. We got to talk about Iran today. Sanchez family says, ahoy. Well, ahoy to you. Courtney says, good morning, ass family. Hope everyone is staying safe and warm. We're trying to. Uh, man, though, it is nasty outside. Um, hey, konnichiwa, bud. What's up? How's it going? The 
Como, arigato. Round here, we speak American. Right, okay, yeah. But- yeah, Mage, good morning. He says, good morning, ass, and AIG. Japanese word of the day is jigotu no yo ni samurai. Translation, cold as hell. There you go. I did that one pretty good. I didn't even pre-read that one. I just said, fucking go through it. Jigosu no yo ni samurai. There you go. Hot Mama, good morning to you. Whitewash says good morning as well. I went to OzFest in 2003, and he caught uh, laryngitis, and he wasn't able to perform. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Brady or Tom Brady? Boy. The Crypt Keeper signed off, yes. Uh, Warbird, look. Oh, my goodness. Hold on a second. The Warbird is in the house. He says happy. Pump day. Pump day. Pump day. Good morning to you. You're out as well. Uh, You know, it's going to be Tom Brady and Tony Romo calling games together. Fuck, I'd hang myself. Can Brady replace Olsen for the Super Bowl? He's so awful. Greg Olsen is dog shit in the booth, and so is Tony Romo. Stop trying to pretend you know exactly what play is going to be called and you get right like one out of every like eight plays. Well, first and goal here. I think they're going to run it up the middle. Wow, Tony, you're a genius. Uh, House Paint says, can Brady... Oh, yeah, I read that. I just uh, didn't want him in silver and black and Mark Davis is such a simp for Brady, it's sad. Yo, I hear you. Look, I was worried he was going to be in silver and blue. Timmy and Nicole, good morning to you. I hope that y'all are doing fantastic as well on the farm today. All right, so let's start off with this Tom Brady thing. Let, let's have the discussion, shall we? And I know that, that Joe and I will probably talk about this when Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy's on tomorrow. By the way, we got listener mail today. We had to move it from yesterday. So we got listener mail coming up today. Um, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy tomorrow. <sighs> I've been doing a lot of thinking about the greatest of all time, the GOAT moniker. And it it gets thrown around way too much. Hold on a second. Let me read this. Uh, Good morning uh, from Zach up in Seattle. Good morning, my friends. Uh, uh, Fuck no, I make that and struggle to live in Zach, yeah. Um, All right. So here we go. You got to put everything on the ta- on the table here. Uh, just wait, Tom, Notre Dame, Tony, you're arguing about the situation and what play should be run. I don't know what's better, getting an opening theme song or hearing you speak Japanese. <laughs> um, so, Tom Brady has to be in the discussion. He has to. I, I mean, hey. You look at the guy and what he did during during a time in football where they did not want to build dynasties. You you look at look, look I look at football as the uh, a perfect example of socialism at work. You punish teams that spend too much money and make too much money, i.e. Dallas Cowboys, all teams in New York, teams in LA. They have more money because they're bigger television markets and they've got more fans, okay? So what they're telling this, and and I've always equated this to Home Depot versus Lowe's. Home Depot and Lowe's can spend as much money as they want to on advertising. There's no salary cap. And you have your people that are, are, are loyal to Lowe's, and you have your people that are loyal to Home Depot, and then you got people like me that don't know shit about anything and just go to the one that's got the thing I got. 
And if you treat me nice there, then I'll probably come back there. I eat Lowe's and Rockwall. I will go to y'all before I will go to Home Depot. But that's for a number of reasons. <laughs> so why is it that NFL teams can't spend as much as they want? Because we've learned this from the world of baseball. And I'm not picking on the New York Yankees or teams in New York per, per se here. Because it, as soon as a team can do this, they do do this. And I just said do-do. They spend so much money. Let's remember that the New York Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla over a million dollars a year. And July 1st will be Bobby Bonilla Day, and he'll get a check for $1.7 million. When that finally runs out in, like, 2025, we'll be talking about Chris Davis Day because the Baltimore Orioles did the same thing to him. See, these teams will spend time, all this money on ballplayers, and it don't work out because it's not guaranteed to work out. Nobody has spent more money than the New York Yankees, but nobody has more championships than them. But it hasn't worked out for them in a long time. And I have zero problem with the team spending that money. Now, in the NFL, they, they'll go, well, we're a small market. Well, then you need to try harder because Green Bay has never bitched about being a small market. And they are the smallest market in pretty much all the sports except for Oklahoma City. You see, oh, we're a small market. We can't afford to uh, fuck you then. Too bad. That's what. That's a part of the game. Uh, and I hate the salary cap. I think the salary cap is the worst thing to happen to the NFL. And they did it in the NBA. I like the salary cap in the NBA a lot better because when you develop a player, you can keep him and it doesn't count against your salary cap, unlike the NFL. So Tom Brady managed to do something that was supposed to be outlawed pretty much by the NFL and built a dynasty in New England. Now, you can, you can roll to the cheating and deflate gate and the tuck and all this kind of stuff, and we can chit-chat about that. Cheating's been happening in the league since the league started. Um, but the brass tacks of it is, no, Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback of all time. He's in the top three. I'll give him that. I'll give him he is definitely in the top three. Yes, he has more rings than anybody, but, you know, if you look at championships like that, uh, I remember Hangtown Mike and I were talking about this. Yogi Berra has, what, 12 rings, 12 World Series rings, and nobody would call him the greatest catcher of all time. He was very, very good. Who's at number one, and it pains me to say this, and you motherfuckers know it pains me to say this, but a man who was undefeated in Super Bowls, and he played in an era where he got the shit beat out of him. He got hit by fucking guys like Lawrence Taylor on the regular. Mike Singletary. Reggie White. It's got to be Joe Montana. It has to be Joe Montana. There is no, the, 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 there's no discussion. And I hate Joe Montana more than any other player who's ever played in the league. You know, he's ruined two fucking, he ruined the national championship game for me. First college game I ever went to. Number three, Texas in the Cotton Bowl against Notre Dame. Texas has a 14-point lead at halftime. They were number three. Number one and two had already lost. 
and Joe Montana leads the Fighting Irish back to beat the Longhorns, and the Longhorns did not win the national title. Scumbag. And then, of course, the catch. Was it 42 years ago, a couple weeks ago, to Dwight, Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone? And all I got to say about that is, Well, Lottie freaking die! Now, the, the, the fight is with number two. Do we put Brady at number two? Do we look at guys like, and, and I love Troy Aikman, but man, Troy Aikman has been getting shit on a lot lately for his stats and things like that. Oh, he had this and he had that. Don't, don't get me started on what these other guys have had. I think Troy's in the top five. And the shitty part, here, here's the shitty part of it all, is to be in that top five, you really have to have won at least one ring. Dan Marino is probably the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. Probably the greatest release. And the motherfucker never won a championship. But I can't have him in my top five. Do I put Bradshaw up there because he has the same fucking, you know, uh, hits against him that, that Aikman has? Well, he had nothing but Hall of Famers on his team. So he still had, somebody still had to lead him. Do I put Peyton up there? I haven't thought enough about it to actually do it. But I would probably go Montana number one. I, I think with, with all the Super Bowls, Brady's number two. And it pains me to put Brady that high because to be the greatest of all time, you can't lose Super Bowls. You just can't lose Super Bowls. And and both both guys who are criticized for having great teams never lost a Super Bowl, and that's Aikman and Bradshaw. And people will argue me, well, Stallback was a better quarterback. Well, and and you want to talk about having good teams? Stallback had amazing teams. Uh, Joe called his own plays as well. Just imagine if they would have made uh, the don't touch a quarterback rule when Montana was young. Steve Young would have never played for the Niners. No, fuck. I would imagine Montana would still be playing if they had the rules they have today. Swoosh, good morning to you and happy. Pump day. Um, but was he? <sighs> mm, I'm trying to think. Who else could we put in I mean, you, you, you ha- there have been so many great quarters. It's hard to – Favre, but Favre lost the Super Bowl, didn't he? Really won one? No, he won, he, he won with the Packers. That was it. Rodgers only has one. And it pains me to say you have to win because Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl and Joe Flacco's won Super Bowls. But are they better than Dan Marino? Fuck no. You wouldn't pick you would not pick Joe Flacco over Dan Marino. If you had to draft a guy who had a last name ending with letter O, you would take Dan Marino. It's a tough list. I mean, if you sit down and you look at it and you look at all the great quarterbacks that played, it's a tough one. Bono. Bill Sims has two rings. 
But would you take Phil Simms over, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, uh, Jim Kelly? Would you take Phil Simms over Jim Kelly? I wouldn't. If I was picking and I had to pick overrated white quarterbacks that played in the Northeast, I would play. I would take Jim Kelly probably first over Phil Simms. And Phil Simms gets hit with the same shit that Aikman and, 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 and Bradshaw get because, well, he played with the greatest defensive player who ever played. And nobody can argue that Lawrence Taylor is not the greatest defensive player that's ever played. Yeah, <laughs> Mike says only if I get Lawrence Taylor with Sims. Eli has what three ring? Eli has two, I believe. Peyton has two, but he lost one. Peyton lost to the Saints. He won in Indianapolis against the Bears, and then uh, he won with the Broncos. And I forget who he beat with the Broncos. Sorry. Roethlisberger has two. There's a lot of great quarterbacks. but I would not put those guys. I mean, when you think about these guys, you, you go, okay, yeah, greatest of all time. First of all, they got to be the greatest quarterback in franchise history of all time to even make the GOAT list. And Roethlisberger is not the greatest quarterback in Steeler history. So Tom Brady retires. He's going to end up in a booth somewhere, either that or a pregame show. The The numbers that I've seen are ridiculous, paying him like $35 million a year for like a 10-year contract. It'll be interesting to see. And that dig he got there at the end uh, where he said this. Here, hold on, let's see. Let's see if I can play. Uh. Good morning, guys. Uh, okay, here. My friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for no allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. There it is. I wouldn't change a thing. That's right, I'd lose my family to go 8-9 and nine and lose to the Cowboys in the first round. Hey, Giselle, go fuck yourself with your fucking MMA boyfriend. Uh, Brady might replace Romo as the lead analyst for CBS, I think. He should after fucking Tony Romo almost dropped the N-bomb on the air the other night. Now, these are not the only breaking news stories that have happened. There's another one that did not enter uh, the the realm of the show until about 10 minutes before the show, and then I had to bust my ass on it. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they have announced the candidates for the 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, we love doing this because... The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is about the most retarded thing in the entire world. But I love covering to see who they want to let in. And this year, it is no different than before. Big Coop says, I don't buy it. If there's a team he thinks he can win a Super Bowl with, he'll be back next year. Interesting. How much ass is he going to get on the road in all the different cities? Dude, he's going to see more ass than a rental car seat. I mean, I mean, goddamn, Tom Brady, it's going to fall off. And if he starts hanging out with Gronk on the road, 
How bad is it that Gronk is a wingman? If he and Brady go out, Gronk is is second tier. Cam Newton was terrible in that Super Bowl against the Broncos. That's who it was. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for your listening pleasure, I have assembled all the nominees for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the first group that we will go with, 14 nominations this year. Our first nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is A Tribe Called Quest. Hey, yo, he's having a ball. And, you know, they asked me to get on the mic. And they asked me, can I kick it? Can I kick it? And just uh, go ahead and gong them. Tribe called Quest not getting in. Gronk and Edelman. Yeah, I mean, Gronk and Edelman go out with Brady on the road. I think it would probably go Brady. And then the girls would then wait for Brady to get done. And then the, the sloppy ones would end up probably going Gronk first because he's tall. Edelman's kind of a midget, so I think Edelman goes there. Uh, the first group, uh, tribe, tribe Called Quest, uh, R&B, hip-hop group, and, uh, I, I can't see them getting it, but that's just me. Uh, our next candidate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is Kate Bush. Not very familiar with candidates ever or since 2010 only 14 sorry 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 honey uh yeah that, that's not gonna cut it for the rock and roll hall of fame um uh she had one song that i only know of on that stupid show yeah uh all right next one here Now, now, you'll know this name. Our next candidate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I do believe that somehow she will get in. Hit it. This ain't no disco. It ain't no country club either. This is L.A. All I want to do is have a little fun before I die. I, I think she's probably gonna get in. Yeah, yeah, that's a, they, they, she gets a double gong. She's a double gong girl. Um, she she's not rock and roll. Um, I, I I just want to tell you that she's not. She's she's really really good at adult contemporary. Um, this one I agree with because it's the only one I know. LOL. Well, it, it, just wait. Like I said, we got a, like eleven more. Uh, Stinkfist says, oh, come on. She was mediocre at best. All right, next candidate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is... 
when, when, when can we stop this madness? When, 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 uh, look, Missy Elliott probably won't even make the fucking Rap Hall of Fame. She does not need to be taking up a spot. So far, uh, look, I'm not, uh, if I think anybody's getting in, it's Sheryl Crow. And I don't mean that they, Sheryl Crow's better than Tribe Called Quest, whitewashed. I just think the voters will, will go that way, and, and I think it's really stupid. I mean, let's remember that Dolly Parton got in last year. Oh, but wait, there is a, there's, a, there's a few dumb ones coming up. Finally, this one I think is a no-brainer. Your next candidate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is... I just gonged them because that's the way we're going to end all the songs. No, no, they're not double gongers. Come on now. Iron Maiden should have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a long time ago. That's all I'm going to say. That, that, that's it. Iron Maiden, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Iron Maiden definitely deserves to be in. Scott says yes. I, I agree. The next one, they're going in by one of two names. They're either going in under Joy Division or what we know them better as. Jesus, this is a seven-minute song. Christ. Get to the hook, shall we? Come on. How does it feel to move you like I do? New order? Ah, uh, man, oh man. I, I think I think they could be double gongers too. Yeah, almost double gonged them, but not quite. Um, new order? No, I I. Uh, See, this has got that Devo influence on it, but no, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to my guns here. Say no. Next person, and I'm gonna tell you right now, she's getting in. This person is getting into the Hall of Fame right here. Yeah, Cindy Lauper, no brainer. I, I, I'm not a fan, but look, look, Arnie, when are you going to get to the rock bands? Just wait a second, just wait. Uh, look, look, you might not like Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper ushered in music videos. I mean, you, you remember girls just want to have fun, tie in with wrestling. It was huge. I think she gets in, no brainer. Especially since she's got what Propecia or whatever, and she does those commercials now. Now, this next person, I think they're one of the greatest pop stars of all time, and I think this is the greatest pop song of all time, and I will hold back my judgment 
until we make the decision. But your next entry for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is... for this. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have Whoa. your attention? I've Whoa. just been handed an Whoa. urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. NFL head referee of the AFC Championship game, Ronald Torbert, commenting on the NFL investigation on his family member placing a wager on the game that morning. Quote, I had no knowledge that my son placed a large wager on the Chiefs until after the game. Woo! Well, we're going to have to follow that story. Oh, my. Oh, my. The vapors. Uh Uh-oh. Now, who would have thought that all this legal gambling going on around the country might affect fucking sports? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Joe about that one tomorrow. Uh, Buenos dias, Ogre. You hate insomnia. I don't blame you. Me too. Wham it down. George is getting in. Look, I... I that song, Free, I think to me that is probably one of the greatest pop songs that was ever released. I love that song. I could listen to that song 24 hours a day. That song is so good. It's just a good song. Um, but I don't think George is getting in. This is a distraction from the Biden docs. That explains it. Yeah, tell me it's not rigged now. Well, like I said, we'll, we, we got to get back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But uh, I will look up more of this story here in just a second. Thank you to Tommy for sending me that. I really appreciate it, brother. All right, the next candidate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Once again, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, I gotta get drunk and I sure do dread it cause I know just what I'm gonna do. I start to spend my money calling everybody honey and wind up singing the blues. I've spent my whole paycheck on some old wreck. Brother, I can name you a few. Well, I gotta get drunk, and I sure do dread it, cause I know just what I'm gonna do. Ah, yes! I gotta get drunk, I can't stay... Now, I love Willie Nelson. I I, I truly love Willie. Willie is is one of my all-time favorite recording artists. And you see, I can't place him in the same group as... Waylon, well, not even Waylon, really. Johnny Cash it should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis, who just got into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Because at the time they released their albums and sold all those tickets, they were rock and rollers. That was a rock and roll tour with Elvis 
and Carl Perkins and Jerry Lee and, and Roy Orbison and Johnny Cash. That was a rock and roll show. Willie Nelson was always country. He was outlaw country. He's been country. I love Willie. It, look, Willie should be in every fucking Hall of Fame there is, but I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I can't. Can't do it, man. Mainly because of the next two candidates. Our next candidate for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Morning, ass family. Looks like I've been blocked from commenting on the whole show. Well, well it happens. Um, next candidates for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Against the machine, I will say this, that Rage is, <sighs> Rage equals same song, four albums in a row. They're the ACDC of political music. Stinkfist says, God damn right. Um, one of the greatest shows I ever saw was at Arco Arena, um, seeing Rage Against the Machine. They're going to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of their politics, because they're going to be looked at as a very, very important political band during a movement where it was about greed and lust with the Limp Biscuits and Kid Rocks of the world. Um, I, I think they get in, but I don't know. I, I like them, but I don't. I, I wouldn't pay what they were asking to pay to go see one of their shows. Now, this next group, if they don't get in, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be burned down. That's all I'm going to say. One and only super group from Seattle, Soundgarden. And I've said this forever, and I, I, I mean it. Soundgarden to me was the least grungy band to come out of Seattle during the grunge movement. And I know that they're a grunge band, but they never sounded like a grunge band. Chris Cornell, fucking one of the greatest lead singers, one of the greatest voices of all time. Um, easy, that shoe in. Like I said, if they don't get in, I'm going to fucking burn it down. Uh, okay, hear me out, Arnie. The Hall of Fame will never be go back to just rock and roll. We have lost that battle. So instead, I just, um, of the music and how many hits they made the decision based on that, Kate Bush would never be in. Agreed. But you cannot discount new wave alternative music. Yes, they use keyboards, but their music was still good. 
And if Kate Bush gets in, be prepared uh, for my campaigning to get the B-52s in. They had far more songs and hits and, and far more prolific. And I would say this to you, and not because you and I are friends, you're out. The B-52s should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They helped, and, and I'm not trying to take away from New Order or any of these bands and things like that, but give me the bands that really, really did, like Devo. This is why Devo is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Look, I'll, I'll deviate from my list that I had set up, but you cannot tell me that when you're in a club or when you're in anywhere and you hear... I mean, you got that? You got this? When you think of new wave, because that's what they were. The, the B-52s were a new wave band. And, I mean, come on. If you're going to, and, and look, look, you have to be honest with yourself. As a music fan, as a sports fan, all that, right? Here's the deal. If you're going to put bands like Devo in there, and Devo didn't have many hits, but you're going towards that new wave era. And let's remember what they did just a couple years ago. The greatest female rock band of all time. Don't even try. But barely, barely a rock band. They were a new wave band. And, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is shifting towards this new wave thing. I'm surprised the B-52s aren't in. Now look. I'm not a fan of the B-52s. I would not go see the B-52s unless the concert was free. And then I would probably have to have somebody humongous headlining. But they're still the B-52s. Keyboards are a part of rock and roll. Uh, piano was central to early rock. Keyboards just an extension. What defines rock and roll is using the backbeat rhythm and the kick drum and snare. Uh, oh, let's see. Cowboys Girl says, good morning and happy hump day, ass family. Tom Brady's finally uh, finally retiring. Good. All right. Now, we only got a few more here. We still got people to, to see if we can get in the, the Hall of Fame. But I will tell you this right now. If Soundgarden doesn't go in, it's going to be a bad day. Now, this is another band that will get in somehow. And, and, and look, because they always do this. Let me play it for you. That's the spinners, uh, very popular during the time, like the coasters, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Uh, 
Very, very heavily influenced the R&B world. Uh, the, these were the boy bands, and, and, you, and you, well, you would not call them boy bands. <laughs> I might want to be careful with that. I don't think I would go up to Otis Day in the Nights and go, hey, you're a boy band. <laughs> I think that would end badly for me. <laughs> um, but this is that era where there were four guys that sang and they had, you know, accompanying dance moves on this stage. And look, they'll probably get in. And what a. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 here's my hope. If they let them in, then there's a chance someday. <laughs> Morris Day in the Time in the Rock and Roll Hall. I would go to that one. The Spinners, wow, I didn't know I could get into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, two more. Here we go. And, yes, I'm punishing you with this because this will be stuck in your head all day because it will be stuck in my fucking head all day. The next band up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think it's far too soon, but let's see what you think. The White Stripes. Now, look, look, look. I don't have anything against the White Stripes. I, I have something against that song because that beat will be stuck in my head. Dom, 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 dom. Within two years, uh, I see the Wu-Tang Clan getting in, possibly. That is, look, look. Seven Nation Army is a great song until you hear the Oak Ridge Boys cover it. And yes. The Oak Ridge Boys did cover Seven Nation Army. And yes, it is absolutely as horrible as you might think it would be. Oh, it's so bad. If Prince is in, so should Morris Day in the Time. I know. Hey, Zach, I know, man. You don't have to convince me at all. Good Lord. So who says as long as Adele, god damn it. Hello. Yes, hello, how are you? Yeah, you're not getting in. It's me. No, you're too fat. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I I I would not like to meet you, but thanks anyway. Ogre says, uh, swoosh, she's in Argentina. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I kept my promise. Don't keep your distance. I'm not politically correct anymore. Can't just have white stripes. No, no, you can't. All right, final one here. By the way, Kate Bush, The Spinner, Soundgarden, Rage, Tribe Called Quest have been nominated before. 
How did Soundgarden not get in? I'm ready to go start shooting. Our final candidate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he will get in, and I don't understand it. I I don't. Uh, Look, I'm just going to tell you right now. This guy's getting in, and he's getting in for one thing and one thing only, in my opinion. Zevon has done a lot more. I, I just hated that song, so I never really got into him. But Warren Zevon is your last candidate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hangtown Jen. She says, morning, ask, well, Jen, how are you? And here is your poop word of the day. Instead of saying you're going to go take a poop, say it's time to dry dock. <laughs> there you go. Time to dry dock. See, look at that. No tool, huh? That's bullshit. Well, wow, generic white guy trying to sound blues voice. Yeah, what a legend. Yeah. So there you go. You're, 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 there are your rock and roll Hall of Fame candidates. Look at that. I didn't even have to bore you with news of the world and shit today. But I have a few stories that we have to talk about. Um, I mean, we got all these stories about you know, people retiring and, and all this kind of stuff. So we had to do all that. I mean, I have to keep y'all informed. I mean, who's going to teach the rest of the world if y'all don't? Now, this is a story that I saw this morning, and it, it this isn't the same popular anti-Biden rhetoric that we do p- promote on this show on a daily basis. Um The U.S. is tracking announcements by Iran's regime that it's deployed two military ships to Brazil that are also headed for the Panama Canal, where Tehran declared it will establish a military presence. Now, see, this is the kind of shit that we're supposed to be paying attention to. But they they, they push the Biden documents. They do all this kind of stuff. Uh, let's see, should be Rage, Soundgarden, Cindy Lauper, and George Michael. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, they'll have it. You, you can vote on it and do all that kind of stuff. You go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and do all that kind of shit. Um, they've made it all the way to Brazil. So they, they, they I, I don't know. Hold on a second. Let, let me see a map of the world. I got got to see how far they've gone. Map of the world. All right, here we go. So if if I'm looking at this here map, all right, here we go. So Iran, if they're already in in Brazil, they they had to scoot all the way around the Horn of Africa through the Indian Ocean, then up through the Atlantic, and now they're in Brazil? Um, well, if they're already in Brazil and they want to make a, a, a run to the Panama Canal, that's just up the, up the river a bit. Um, gee, they aren't working with Russia to distract the West, are they? 
Um, how come, uh, why is it that this boat has not been sunk yet? Whoopsie daisy. I mean, they, they've announced that they're starting a military present in Britain. What the fuck do they need to be in the, in the Panama Canal for? Oopsie daisy. Uh, we were doing some training missions and we blew up their ships. Sorry about that, Iran. And by the way, if they are working with Iran, they are the, or with Russia, they're obviously the stupid ones. What we want you to do, comrade, is we want you to sail your boats way out of the way. I mean, come on. To sail from Iran to America or the Panama Canal? Holy shit, that is a long, boy, those people are going to be smelling on that boat. Fucking scurvy has kicked in at least once or twice. That Iranian ship so much as winks at us, the U.S. Second Fleet will turn them into fucking coral reef. Why aren't they already? I, you know, here's the thing. Iran has been a motherfucker since 1980. You know, when they got all big and bad and took the hostages, they've been a motherfucker ever since then. I'd like to look at a map and see a big, gigantic parking lot that says property of the United States of America because we wiped out Iran. And, I, I, and, and by the way, by the way, all these news people for the last 15, 10, 15 years been talking about the young people in Iran who are trying to rise up against the government because they want to be more like the United States. They appreciate the United States. Let me just say real quick to that, just real, real, real fast. Uh, whenever I hear that rhetoric, whenever I hear that, 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 uh, that was bullshit. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. Don't do that. That's the excuse that we haven't wiped them out. See, they fucked around, but they still ain't found out. They fucked around by holding our hostages in 1980, and they have yet to find out. I think it's time to tell them. I would call that an act of aggression and take them out. Yeah, so would I. How many people did it take to paddle that thing? Well, I'm sure they had a stopover somewhere in Africa. Um, Do they have big running wheels for motors, the way they can say, I ran here? Hmm. It just shows that Joe Biden is a bitch. I mean, this is a joke. That's a long trip, man. Like, I, I mean, would I rather be on a boat or stuck in the middle of Iran? Fuck, give me that boat. We can dock that thing and I can jump in the water and clean off some of that Iran smell of me. Boy, that boat has got to stink. Man, look, look here. It, look, it, this is going to sound bad. I know. I already know it's going to sound bad. And I, look here. I know. Y'all ever have any Iranian, like, neighbors? We, 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 uh, they weren't per se my neighbor's neighbors when I lived in uh, Rockwall, or not Rock. I live in Rockwall now. When I lived in Roseville, lived in this neighborhood, right? And when I turned left, and, and the first street yeah, we passed, I lived on the second street. You make a right and go down there, and it's my house. But on the first street, the first house that you see on, on the left-hand side, if you were to turn right, first house, them people always were in their garage. 
It was always in the garage. And I asked somebody, I said, why, why, why is that? Did, do they miss the heat? Did, I mean, is this like, and, and somebody who told me that had inside knowledge says, they can't even stand the smell when they cook because it smells so bad. Imagine that cooking going on on a boat with a bunch of smelly Iranians. That there ain't enough fucking lever, coast, Duke Cannon. You name the soap company, Dove. You could hose that thing down in soap and it's still going to sink. Stink. How much you want to bet they let off a bunch of terrorists to join the next caravan of illegal immigrants to walk into America? Well, wouldn't that be something? I mean, they're not coming up from Central America where the Panama Canal is from or anything. Are they? Interesting shit. But hey, hey, nothing to see here. Now that we're paying attention to it, there's something even worse that's happening. (laughs) Well, we got to give them this. Those dumb Americans, they don't know anything. (laughs) Democrats are already getting scared because Hunter Biden already has millions of dollars in legal debt. And they know the Republicans are coming after him. Oh, he's fucked. He is so fucked. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk. Oh, okay, here we go. We got these. We have we have to do this one. Um Well, first let me let me let me say this one. Yesterday we talked about this ridiculous theory that we're going to pay reparations to people. And we were talking mainly about the San Francisco reparations where I guess every black resident gets $5 million and they want to tax wealthy white people. Now, I I guess the wealthy black people won't get taxed and they'll also get money. You're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. Um, According to two different authors... The U.S. government's responsibility to right the wrongs with slavery would to be paying back fourteen trillion dollars to Black Americans in order to mitigate the racial wealth gap. Um, let Let's see what this angry fella has to say. He just looks very angry. All right, we now turn to more far left, and this is Lunas, out of California. Get this one. San Francisco's Reparations Committee is proposing a... It's not going to ever get implemented. I'll be the first lawyer to fight against this. Pete, Larry, this is outrageous. It's unlawful. It's unconstitutional. It's racist. But it's not surprising it came from California. On the day of MLK... Life, birthday. Oh, by the way, by the way, everybody, uh, happy Black History Month. I totally forgot until just now, but happy Black History Month. There you go. Um, I, I, I don't know where this, this figure comes from, this $13 trillion figure, but, but, but I have a few questions. I have a few questions. Fourteen trillion dollars. Now, now, if we're the taxpaying people, and we are going to be taxed incessantly, especially us honkies. I got some questions. 
My number one question is, what do I get out of this? As in, well, that would be most people's first questions if you're a selfish, you know, narcissist like me. I want to know, what am I going to get out of this? Oh, hold on. Zach's texted me a couple times. Uh, so Iran is going to South America, and we keep pumping money to Ukraine. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I'll tell you, this is what I'm looking for. My number one request is is to be able to freely use the N-word whenever, wherever, however I please. If I choose the hard R ending or if I go with the soft A ending, I get that word back. Y'all can't get mad. Y'all got $14 trillion, okay? Uh, the next thing, the next thing I, 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 I want, stop complaining. Um, by the way, by the way, no more. Now that we've come and we've settled everything, here you go. No more bitching about racism. No more segregating yourselves in schools, having black dorms only, having black proms only. Because if you can have a black only prom, then guess what? You can have a white only prom. Oh, that's called the Klan rally. Me, <laughs> yeah, I remember my first beer too. Stupid. This is ridiculous. Fourteen trillion dollars. We're thirty-one and a half trillion dollars in debt, and it took two hundred years to get there. And now we're going to add another fourteen trillion on top. Nope. Oh, this is a fucking joke. What is wrong with us? Yeah. Fred says, I still want a white history month. I don't care if our history sucks. So did theirs. It's only fair. Longhorn Wiener Dad says, good morning, my brother and ass family. It's my Friday. No, you still sucks. Good morning, my friend. Mage says, my, my family never had slaves. Why do I have to pay for it? And my family came over after, the, after 1900. What the fuck? Well, I'm in that same boat. My family didn't get here until 1895. Like, that was from Ireland. Ireland weren't treated well. Made your people weren't treated well. Your people were put in internment camps during World War II. I'm going to use 23andMe as many times as I can to have some percentage rate of African American and Elizabeth Warren is to Native Americans. I'm getting paid too. Shouldn't take that word back. Make it so they can't say it either. Erase it completely. No, uh-uh. No, I, I understand where you're going with that swoosh, and, and that's a great sentiment. But no, we paid for it. We're getting it back. $14 trillion. Are you out of your fucking mind? I don't even want to do the math. Well, let, let, let's see something here, just real quick. We're on a roll today, people. Um, we got calculator on this here computer. There ain't no calculator on the computer. There we go. There's a calculator. All right. Oh, wait. That's what I got to look up. Um, uh, let's see. Google it. Come on. Number of black Americans. Okay, 41.6 million. All right. So now we got, where, where'd the calculator go? Calculator, calculator, where'd you go? All right, so 14 
trillion. Let's see, that's that's uh that's fourteen million there. One, two, three billion. One, two, three. Fourteen trillion divided by forty one uh, we'll we'll say forty two thousand. All right, for the grand total of Two, three, one, two, three. All right, here you go. <laughs> if they were to pay out $14 trillion to all 42,000, oh, I, I'm sorry, four, oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's 41 million. I'm sorry, I said 41,000. Hold on a second. You're going to get $33 million each. Uh, 14 trillion. One, two, three, uh, Three, one, two, three. That's bill. Okay, there we go. Fourteen billion, one hundred and forty, divided by forty-two million. Well, this is not going to be a fun number here for you. Equals. Well, it, it's not too bad. Everybody gets three hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars. Then, that's what you get. I like the San Francisco number better, five million. <laughs> uh, did you see the fill-in host of the Daily Show say the only reason the Memphis officers were arrested too quickly is because they are black clown world? Oh, th- look, look, I've, I've got an update on the uh, the Memphis thing uh, on a story that we did yesterday. Um, Arnie, where is the monopoly money coming from? What is backing this? If you can just say made-up money, then there is the inflation cost. Oh, they don't care about that. Just tack that on. Um, I agree to reparation payments if there's a condition in place that one person of color from that point on ever mentions fair or unfair treatment. The money is immediately taken away and repaid back. Point being, no matter how much money is thrown out there, it will never erase the past. We can't change it. Only learn from it, which seems to be... To me, we have been doing over time. Mm-mm-mm. And you know who started this? You know who started this whole thing rolling? That's right, your governor. Your lovely governor who also said... Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically... I mean, God bless some of you. I, if you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, we all need to self-medicate periodically. Fuck you, too! You know, you know let, let, let's do this. Let's see something here. Because, like I said, I'm in a mood today. Um... Do, 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 California State Capitol. Oh, no. Oh, they're closed, but I, I can still call them. Let's go ahead and call them real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll leave the message because they're closed. It's only 8 o'clock there. Yes, if you live in California, you need to self-medicate. Hello. Thank you for calling the State Capitol Museum. 
We are located inside the state capitol at 1315 10th Street, and we are open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Whatever. We are closed on weekends. So what? You can take a free guided tour of the building by Ooh. signing up at the information desk in the rotunda. Our tours are every hour on the hour starting at 10 a.m., with the last tour going out at 4 p.m. We are limited to 20 persons on a first-come, first-served basis. To make a reservation for groups of 10 or more for a tour, please call Reserve California at 1-866-240-4655. If you'd like to check out some this more sounds information, like a party. please go to our website, www.capitalmuseum.ca.gov. Thanks for calling. I can't leave a message. Uh, yeah, I'd like to leave a message for the governor uh, who says sobriety and cleanness is stupid. Yeah, he's a fucktard. Could you make sure you put that in his arrangement in, in, in the Capitol somewhere? Uh, put it on his door in his office. Governor of California and fucktard. There you go. Me claiming I'm black. The government, sir, you always selected Caucasian as your race. Yes, I was using white man's privilege to get hired. Boom, give me the money. Oh, I'll just say this right now. I I, I, I I want to be recognized as a black man because I feel like I'm a black man. You let transitioning people do it all the time. Whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second. No, no, no. I was truly born a black man in a white man's body. But I, 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 you, you just assume I'm a white man because I look white? You need some help. Yes, I, I want to be recognized as a black man if $14 trillion is getting thrown around. My name is now Ogre Shafez Ali Muhammad. <laughs> now, um, there was a rumor going around that Tyree Nichols, the young man who was beaten to death by Memphis police officers, uh, was having an affair with one of the cops' wife because they both allegedly had worked at a FedEx together. Tyree's stepfather came out and has denied the accusations during a prayer vigil outside his home. Says my son was not messing around with one of the officers' wives. That is just a rumor. So that's all I got on that. Uh, nothing else has happened with them. This is still just an awful case that happened. I always said I'm black from the waist down. That counts, right? Now, we had another shooting yesterday, and this one is, uh, it's terrible. It, it, oh, shit, and there's fucking video of it. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to go to hell for watching this. All right, here's the video. Video shows two uh, police officers in Huntington Park. And they come upon a, uh, a black man who they say was, they were scared that he was going to throw his knife at them. Oh, by the way, he is a, uh, a double amputee and he tried to run away on his stumps. No, I'm not making that up. Here we go. Enjoy this ride to hell with me. There we go. Okay, there he is. Okay, he's running away on his stumps. He's got a knife. 
and he's scumping away. And there's the police. And the police cars are now blocking the way. Um, Big ass machete. He's got a machete. Um, okay, there's a tow truck. Okay, oh, this is another view of it. Okay, this is up the street. All right, so there they go. They got him. Uh, police are rolling in. Um, he's running away. And, oh, he, he's going to act like he throws a knife. He acts like he throws a knife. And, and let's go. Let's see it. This is so bad. Oh, there we go. Good song, too. That white car needs to get out of the fucking way. Oh, goddammit, we missed it there. Listen. I counted eight shots there. Eight. Did anybody count the eight shots with me? Police shot a, a, a w amp, double amputee who had a knife eight times. They probably play Pantera's Walk as the riot-laden funeral. They defeated him. How'd he get it quite, so quickly? I'm stumped. <laughs> oh, man. Good gravy, Davey. Arnie, since you already identify as a god, you may be entitled to money. That is true. I'm my own religion. By the way, they've shot him down, and now the canine unit shows up. Why, the canine don't need him? They were aiming for his legs. Now, now, just real fast, I got to say that this one's an open and shut case. Look, I, I am very pro-law enforcement. We can, we can all agree that I am very, very pro-law enforcement. But when you got a guy on, 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 on Stubbs who's dumped his, he, he has a wheelchair and he's dumped it, and the brother's got a knife, and you've got Kevlar on, you go ahead, go ahead and let him throw the knife at you. And then when he's unarmed, you go over there and just kick him over. You ain't got to shoot him. Like we're there up against an Olympic athlete in the form of a double amputee? No, no. I mean, he was just barely getting away. Did they say he was running away? You know, he was stumping away. I, I watched some of it. And, yeah, he's got a machete and everything, but, look, look, like I said, I, I'm very, very pro-law enforcement. But, man, you you got you to do better than this. you got to do better than this. This, this guy, this, I'm surprised that L.A. hasn't burned down yet. Motherfucker's got stumps. Last story uh, of the first break, and then we'll get to uh, listener mail. Um, California's at it again. California's prostitutional laws allow sex abuse to run rampant in L.A. What? What? I, I mean, no. What? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, pimps and prostitutes have taken to the streets of L.A. after a California law decriminalizing loitering for the purposes of prostitution went into effect January 1st. Figueroa Street, also known as The Blade, has been lined up with prostitutes and their pimps in broad daylight in the weeks since. 
Man, oh, man. Uh, Governor Newsom, what do you have to say about that? Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. I, if you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Maybe uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. Sometimes we do that with sex workers. Oh, would you have released the dogs on it? No, I wouldn't have not. He can, look, if he, if a guy on stumps can get away from you, you shouldn't be a police officer. And these guys look like they're in pretty decent shape. Like, like Stumpy's not going to get away. All you got to do is fucking step on the back of his jeans. Great Mexican food on Figueroa, along with STDs. Lovely shit happening in, in, in California. Man, oh, man, I, I don't know why more people don't move back. Gorgeous. Don the Magic Wand will come out of retirement. Oh, green is for the money, and gold is for the honey, baby. Um, Eddie Murphy was avail- unavailable for comment on the stump, dude. Judy got st- sidestep all the hookers. Yeah, uh, 775-357-FANS is the number. Arnie Radio 1. At gmail.com. Well, it was all that I could do to keep from crying. Sometimes it seems so useless to remain. But you don't. Jennings And you don't have to call me Charlie Price And you don't have to call me Merle Haggard anymore
Well, a friend of mine named Steve Goodman wrote that song, and he told me it was the perfect country and western song. I wrote him back a letter, and I told him it was not the perfect country and western song because he hadn't said anything at all about mama or trains or trucks or prison or getting drunk. Well, he sat down and wrote another verse to the song, and he sent it to me. And after reading it, I realized that my friend had written the perfect country and western song. And I felt obliged to include it on this album. The last verse goes like this here. Well, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison. And I went to pick her up in the rain. But before She got robbed over by a damned old train And I'll hang around as long as you will let me And I never mind standing in the rain Lord, you don't have to call headlining at a great big nightclub and he put me up a couple of days early I came in a couple of days early and they put me up at what they call the star suite now here I am headliner in one of the biggest nightclubs in the country and I wake up at eight o'clock in the morning in this star suite all by myself yeah that's what I said all oh. But I did what I've always done, man, to cheer myself up. I picked up my guitar, I sat down, I wrote me a little song. Now this is how it feels to be alone at the top of the hill and trying to figure out why. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're perfect in every way I can't wait to look in Cause I get better looking each day To know me is to love me I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble But I'm doing the best that I can I used to have a girlfriend but I guess she just couldn't compete With all of these love-starved women Who keep clamoring at my feet Well, I probably could find me another But I guess they're all in all of 
cares I'd never get lonesome Cause I treasure my own company hard to be humble You're perfect in every way Can't wait to look in the mirror Can't wait to look in the mirror Help me out now, come on I get better looking each day To know me is to what? To know me is to love me Must be a hell of a man I must be a hell of a man Oh Lord, it's hard Lord, it's hard to be humble When you're doing what? We're doing the best that we can. I guess you could say I'm a loner, a cowboy outlaw, tough and proud. Well, I could have lots of friends if I wanted, but then I wouldn't stand out from the crowd. Some folks say that I'm egotistical. Hell, I don't even know what that means I guess it has something to do with the way that I fill out my skin-tight blue jeans Y'all know the word. Come on, now. There's all the kickers in here. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. When you're perfect in every way. Can't wait to look in the mirror. I can't wait to look in the mirror. Cause I get better looking I get better looking each day To know me is to what? To know me is to love me Must be a hell of a man Must I am the hell of a man. man Oh Lord, it's hard Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble What are we doing? We're doing the best that we can One more time, what are we doing? We're doing the best that we can
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. Uh, that was a fun bank of music right there. I mean, David Allen Coe and the Mac Davis and then Jerry Lee. And Jerry Lee doing spiritual songs. I feel like I'm going to hell for that one. Um, let's see. Uh, Lake Tahoe Joe says, I'll give you a professional point of view tomorrow. Please play Bond Blondie Call Me. We can have that in the rotation tomorrow, Joe. Looking forward to talking to you, buddy. Uh, seems like this list would be, uh, would be part of testing the police academy. <laughs> Maybe take firearms training, hand-to-hand combat training, and today is the day we outrun double amputees. Uh, greatest country music song ever. Cal Neva karaoke memories. Yeah, this is my go-to karaoke. That one and uh, Hey, Good Looking. Those are my two go-tos. Uh, I'm listening at work, so thank God for earbuds. The killer, he almost as good as your dad on the piano, almost. That is very, very nice of you to say. Uh, it is Tuesday, and that it's Wednesday. Yesterday, we didn't do listener mail, so we got to do listener mail today, and it's brought to you each and every week by the fine folks at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. Let me tell you about the rest, and, 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 and look, look. They like to come to your house, and God forbid, God forbid that you have an aquarium. Because what they do is it's gross, it's horrible. I've seen video of it. They, they, they fornicate with the fish. It, it's disgusting. They'll take the fish out of your tank, fornicate with it, throw it back in, and then they'll defecate in your aquarium. And the worst part is, is that they'll give you an estimate, and they'll tell you, and you'll set a time up, and they never show up to put in your floors. You know who doesn't do any of that? My friend Jesse over at JS Floors. First of all, I don't think he even likes fish, let alone wants to fornicate with them. That'd be the last thing on his mind. He's going to show up, and he's putting in the best floors known to mankind for you. So give him a call at 775-267-4123. Now, listener mail starts with a tough one. It's an Ask Arnie question, so let's get the music ready, shall we? Here we go. Two of them today. I have not rehearsed yet either. I am somebody that you don't know, but you're asking me things that I know, and I'm like, damn. It's 8 a.m. Ask me on the street, it's all right. Ask me on lines out of sight, and I'm like, hey, you're okay. Because I don't need no coffee, I don't need no tea. Just give me Dr. Pepper, that's all that I need. Hey, hey. And sticks and stones are what breaks them bones, and uh oh. There you go. That, that's number one right there. Boy, oh boy, that was something. That was gold. Now, since there's some people that are uh, off of work today, it could be for a number of reasons. It could be for snow-related reasons or even health-related reasons. I'd like to dedicate this song to those people today. 
Radio, he who, radio, what's new? 
radio we all say fuck you that's gold right there i'm just telling you that that they don't get no better than that I mean, Eminem's going to be writing me to, to start, you know, throwing out some diss tracks to all the people he don't like. Because that's gold right there. Gold, baby. Uh, mm, the rest want to nominate Cardi B for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the others love fish sticks. That makes them gay fish. <laughs> all right, let's start this jaunt through listener mail. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, this is from Carl. It says, Dear Arnie, I'm in a tough spot right now, and I was hoping I could get some help from you. I'm not thinking yet of hurting myself or anything, but I'm afraid it could end up there. My wife just left me for a mutual friend of ours, and it seems like they've absorbed all of our friends as well. Along with that, they have cut my work hours, so I don't even have to have the offer of insurance to me, and it's making harder to take care of my bills. It just seems like everything is happening to me all at once, and I don't know what to do. I know that you had your struggles, and you got fixed, to say the least. I was wondering, what can I do? Um, oh, I'll have to add a track, Zach. Believe me, I, I will be adding to that song. Um, Carl, I'm glad you wrote. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad when everybody writes. I'm, this is not one of those typical political, oh, I'm, asking, I'm glad you asked me that question. Because I am glad you wrote, Carl. Because what you're going through is real. People around you might not think that it's real. It's real. I try to tell this to people all the time when they, when they go through their shit. It doesn't matter what shit you're going through. If you didn't get tickets to your favorite concert, if, if it, what, whatever it is, that's shit to you, and that's real, and that weighs on you. Now, does it compare with the people who are in the cobalt mines over in the Congo? Of course not. But we don't know those people, and we don't have to live their lives. You have to live your life. You can't compare yourself to those people in the Congo because your mental aspects and things that are happening in your world are fucking real to you. And I'm glad, Carl, that you wrote. I'm sorry that your, your marriage has ended and they, they've taken all your friends. The work thing, let, let, let me just tell you real quick. It always works this way. Everything comes all at once. I look at it as a test. But this, this is my spiritual side coming out. And I'm not a religious person because I'm against organized religion. I think organized religion is terrible. This is the spiritual side of me. And I will look at this as a test. There's a lot of things I'm being tested with now in my life. Whether or not to viciously assault someone. Oh, and I want to badly. But I know that it's not going to end. I'm going to get a lot of satisfaction from assaulting that person. But I know it's going to end up bad for me and other people. So I, I, I have to say, no, I can't do it. But these are all tests, and you're being tested right now, Carl. I don't want you to get to the point where you hurt yourself. It's getting harder for you to pay the bills and things like that. Well, let, let, me, let me offer you some advice. 
Um, if, if if they're cutting your hours, that means you got more hours and you ain't got a wife anymore. And get ready, because she's going to probably hit you for fucking spousal support. That's really going to clean you out. So it's going to make this idea sound really good. Best way to occupy your, your mind is get another job. And go find something. Now, now usually I tell people the, the best way to start this, and, and this is my favorite way to get people to start this, is find something that you like to do. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be driving go-karts. It could be hitting golf balls. It could be going to the gym. And go do that for an hour. Don't invite anybody to go with you. Go do something that makes you happy for an hour. Why? Because it gets you on that happy train. It's not going to alleviate all your problems at all. No, by, by no means. But it gets you in a better headspace because now you're happy. You got your dopamine flowing in your head, and you're feeling better, and you can maybe start to make a few decisions. And do that every day for a week. Do something that you like to do an hour. And I usually tell people that. But you've got time on your hands. Go out and get a job someplace that you always wanted to work. It'll occupy your time. It'll pay you. And you get to do something you like. Now, if you don't want to get a second job, then I don't, I don't blame you for that. Then do that thing of that. But you will find a way to get through this. When you start getting those little victories, they add up. And that's the most important thing is you find those little victories. Those little victories of going and doing the things that you like to do for an hour at a time. And don't care about other people. Don't, care, don't, don't go, well, I want to take somebody, but they hate doing this. Well, then don't take them. Do shit that you like. Um, sniff bicycle seat, Sanchez family says, yep. Carl, um, no matter what, uh, how, how much it hurts, it's only this time in your life. This is not the entirety of your life, and you can make it through this. Keep your chin up. That's from Straight Fire. This is the ass family coming to you, uh, Carl. Listen up. Sniff bicycle seats. Yes, be a snarky. That's what my dad called them. Find a fun second job, one that you like and have access to people. There you go, unless you don't like people. LOL, Arnie, he wanted my advice. Not... <laughs> Not for you to shit on him with the alimony. I know, I know, but I, I got to warn him. Get a hobby, get a girlfriend, and screw. Well, if you want to do that, don't get a girlfriend. Just fucking find a concubine. Just find a dumpster. Like, if you go to a bar, and and, and a, a, there's, like, a, a gal there, and she's walking around, and she says, Well, I'm a whore. That's your girl right there. Look for this girl at the bar. Well, I'm a whore. That, she's perfect. She is perfect for what you need right now. <laughs> that must have been Dirty Sanchez that wrote that. Uh, sucks to work just to live, but maybe work will just save your life. Fill your life with tasks, so to speak, until something breaks open and things begin to change. Amen. <laughs> That's a mating call. <laughs> Best way to get over a girl is get on top of another one. Ah, there you go. Carl, I'm glad you wrote. I, I, I hope that you find some small victories. And, and here's the other thing. If you're a person like me, your happiness will fucking destroy your ex-wife and your friends. Because, by the way, they weren't really friends. If they're going to take her side and, and she's going off with a friend, and by the way, that guy is a fucking piece of shit. You, you never, they look, look here, man. 
the 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 thing bros before hoes. It, like this is guy code. It's not bros before hoes. This is what it is here. It's bad. Like like if your best friend is dating somebody and they break up, you can't go after that girl. They, they, this guy's your buddy. You can't be doing that. You don't want to be Eskimo brothers. So this guy, this guy's a piece of trash, and the friends that have gone off with him are pieces of trash if they're kicking you out. I mean, unless you leave something out, like you beat the hell out of your girlfriend, and you, you know, you fucking put her in a figure four, and you, you broke her kneecap. Then we'll have to talk about other things, Carl, but I'm, I'm just taking what you wrote me here. And I, I promise you it will get better. And, and, and by the way, it ain't going to happen quick either. I'm sorry to tell you that, but it ain't going to happen quick. But it will get better. Guaranteed. Uh, let me just say this. Here you go. Ah, guaranteed. It's just going to be hard for a while. You can get through that. All right, next one up. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie. So a couple of big sports predictions are going to be needed to be made, and I can't wait to see what you have to say. The Super Bowl could be interesting with the Chiefs and Eagles, and what do you think about the main event at WrestleMania, Roman versus Cody? That's from Frank. Um, I'm not going to give my Super Bowl pick yet. Uh, you'll have to wait until a week from tomorrow for that. Joe and I will talk a little bit about the games, uh, but next week we will we will hit everything, all the bets, all the, the stupid things you can bet on for the Super Bowl. We'll talk about all that next week. As far as WrestleMania with Roman versus Cody, I got to say this WrestleMania has been put together by – and I, I like Cody Rhodes. I mean, he's in he's part of the Rhodes family. I love Dusty. I'm wearing a Dusty Rhodes T-shirt today. Um, look, it, I've never been more sure of anything in wrestling than the first time that when I got to go to the Royal Rumble in San Jose when Steve Austin won the Rumble and then he got to go to WrestleMania and he beat Shawn Michaels. We all knew he was going to win the, the, the Royal Rumble, and we all knew he was going to win at WrestleMania. Everybody knew that. We all know that Cody was going to win the Royal Rumble. We all know he's going to win the title at WrestleMania. WWE could have done a lot better, in my opinion. Sami Zayn, and I know they're giving him the main event at the next pay-per-view, which is in Montreal, which is in Sami Zayn's hometown. I, did, I, I, I think they, they dropped the ball a little bit. That, that's me personally about WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch the main event. I think it should be a great main event. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's see. It's spring training time yet. Any thoughts on the XFL or USFL? No, none. I do not watch the XFL, and I do not watch the USFL. To me, that, that's just uh, – that's worse than college football. That's worse than bad college football. That's worse than watching the Pac-12 play. Get a little dig in there at the Pac-12, even though Pac-12 is going to be better with Dion in it now. But, no, I, I don't watch any of that. Spring training, uh, I'm look, I'm very excited for the Rangers this year. We'll talk baseball a little bit more when the big, really, the throws of spring training get started, which is in probably about two or three weeks. Um, but, yeah, we will talk about it. The Rangers have a, 
A lot of potential this year. A lot. I haven't seen this much potential in a long time, so we'll see. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, when is the rest of the country going to figure shit out? Like that no matter what his party affiliation is, Joe Biden is a joke. He's an idiot and not fit to be leader. When are the rest going to figure out that not all police are bad or guns don't actually kill people and the fact that you are available and you don't have the same huge audience that Joe Rogan has and you're ten times the broadcaster that he is? I swear if the world just figured out one of those things, I'd be happy. Well, I tell you, I'm leaning towards one. Brenda, uh, Brenda, I appreciate the letter. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not talking any smack against Joe. I like Joe Rogan. I have nothing against him. The man puts out a quality product, and he does over and over again. He's worth every penny that, that Spotify wants to pay him. I think I deserve a shot, too, because I'm pretty damn good. But, hey, we'll see. Um, as far as Joe Biden goes, Joe Biden did it again yesterday, by the way. Joe Biden decided to run out that stupid fucking story about how uh, he's fucking taking trains all over this country and his friend Alberto or whatever the fucker's name was. Here we go. Here's the lie. Meanwhile, uh, President Biden taking another trip down uh, Amtrak memory lane while promoting his $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Remember? I used to about uh, 15% of the time ride with the engineers. For real. And I'm the only guy that I'm aware of when I stopped riding Amtrak that had a key to get in the back. President Biden's Amtrak tails. What does that have to do with the fucking tea in China, with the price of tea in China? I mean, that's just stupid. You know, I, I, I had the only key in the back. That's what they told you, but it probably didn't work, dummy. Because they, they wanted you to give have the key in the back because they didn't want you to fucking bother them anymore. Those poor guys are trying to fucking keep an Amtrak on the tracks. That's a fucking job right there. And there you are just chatting them up. Probably talking about your kids going to school in the jungle. And by the way, we, we, we found out all this Amtrak stuff, him and this guy that, you know, he talked about who retired eight years before Joe Biden even talked about it and all this stuff and the millions of miles that he commuted. He's a liar. Joe Biden is a liar. Maybe he's not a liar. Maybe he's just fucking so sick and so senile that he thinks he's telling the truth, yet we all know they're fucking lies. And that's where he left some more papers at. Yeah, we need to fucking look at all Amtrak chains that Joe Biden's ever ridden on. See if there's any classified documents there. Christ on a crutch, man. That guy. And by the way, to everybody that voted for Joe Biden, you feeling good about it? If you were to have asked me that question this long into Trump's presidency, I would have said, yes, I feel good about it. I mean, honestly, can you go up to a Biden voter and say, are you happy with the job this president has done? 
The first question I would ask is, well, first of all, what job has he done? Secondly, I, I, I mean, look, the Americans came out and graded Kamala Harris yesterday. Somebody gave her a Z. I mean, that's bad. That's way below failing. They gave her a Z. This is some wacky comedian. By the way, did anybody get to watch, and, and I hate to ask this, I, I didn't watch it last night. I, I could have turned it on because I couldn't sleep. Um, Jimmy Kimmel had the My Pillow guy on there, Mike Lindell. And I got to imagine that that was just a fucking garbage fire. Because those two are not going to fucking get along. And, and to me, that would be just, that's just too cringy to watch. I didn't watch it. So let me know if it's worth going back and, and Googling and watching that. Uh, people who voted for him cannot admit the poor job he's done. They always deflect to the person who's no longer in office. Yeah, I, oh, whitewash, believe me, I know. I, and, and that's one of my favorite things. But you need to press them on it. You know, No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Donald Trump. What I'm talking about is are you happy with the job that Joe Biden has done? And please tell me what he has done. Jimmy Kimmel had Mike Lindell. Yeah. Mike Lindell agreed to take a COVID test. Uh, before he was on, and I guess they had, they're supposed to be on last night. I, I don't know how it went. Hold on a second. Let's see. Let's see if anybody's reviewed it. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, Mike Lindell. Um, he put him inside a claw machine. What the fuck is this? And he interviewed him inside a claw machine. This is stupid. all the colorful unhinged characters who've come to prom. It's a big game. It's a big game. It's a big game. <laughs> Mike, I know that you're distrustful of machines. Now that you're inside one, do you feel differently? No, same thing. There's uh, there are computers can be rigged out there. Yeah, absolutely. In elections, you know that. Did you ask Donald Trump uh, whether you should do this or not? Do you run this sort of thing by him? No, I didn't, Jimmy. I did this all on my own. I wanted to be on your show. You, you, you know, you kept telling me to come on, but you, you know, I seen the monologue there. You said it's because to put me in here because I was wasn't vaccinated. You tricked me. You did it to be funny, huh? Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I didn't want you in there because you weren't vaccinated. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even remember why I decided you should be in there. Just... No. I don't need to see anymore. You know, let me say this right now. This is the part that I don't understand about the current cesspool that is known as Hollywood. Jimmy Kimmel likes to have very, very uh, hard line, hard, you know, political talk sometimes on his show. But you see, when... When he's challenged, and, and look, look. first of all, Mike Lindell, it, to me, is a tad bit a little wacky. Just a little. God bless him for his passion and his pillows, I guess. I guess his pillows are great. I have no idea. But instead, and, and, and I know why he did this. This is why every, I, I can read comedians' 
and, and, and people uh, that are in the industry, I can read them better than they'll ever know. This is simple. Jimmy Kimmel would have been probably destroyed. One of two things would happen. See, Jimmy Kimmel had to make this a joke segment by putting him in a claw machine instead of having a real-life talk about politics on their show. Something that could have actually, when you have somebody so far left and so far right and they're willing to sit down and talk and you make a joke out of it by putting him in a claw machine, well, there you go. Nobody's going to take it seriously because if you had a serious talk, one of two things would happen, and Jimmy Kimmel loses both ways. One, Mike Lindell puts him in his place on his own show, which no host would ever want or fucking go for. Or number two, Mike Lindell, being the whack job that he is, gets destroyed by Jimmy Kimmel and his team of writers. And then Kimmel comes off looking like a bully, so Kimmel doesn't do that. So instead, what they do is they do this fucking farce. And let me just say it right now. Jimmy Kimmel, you're a fucking pussy. You are are the tribal queef. I swear to God, man, you have an opportunity there. And don't tell me it's because you're a comedian, because you're not. You're not that funny. Without a team of writers, you're garbage. And you know what? All that was was shocking TV. I'm sure his best friend Howard told him to do that and put him in a claw machine because that's wacky. There you go. That's the way we'll get stuff done in this country. The next time Jimmy Kimmel goes on one of his rants and he starts crying and stuff, just remember he had an opportunity. And he put his guest in a claw machine. Fucking so stupid. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie. Um, let's see. Uh, I was wondering what you thought of this upcoming Pam Anderson documentary. Do you think that so many people asked for it has been made, or is it just an attempt for her to be relevant again after the popularity of the Pam and Tommy series on Hulu? Um, Let's see. That's from Megan. Um, Megan, I I absolutely, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, Pam Anderson famously said she never got paid for the Pam and Tommy thing. I, I don't know if you can hear my eyes rolling on that. Maybe she didn't get paid personally, but maybe one of her companies got paid. I'm just saying. And then to do the Hulu special, you I guarantee you she got paid. To use her name and her likeness as much as they did, she got paid for that. And th- look, this is the way Hollywood works. Especially if you have a swarmy agent. So Hulu comes out, and they make this Pam and Tommy thing, and her kids are upset, and Tommy Lee's upset, and she's come out and hit the road with interviews saying, oh, she didn't love Kid Rock and all this kind of stuff, and Julian Assange, oh, how I banged him at the Russian consulate and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, she went after Tim Allen. Look, Pam's agent is getting Pam's name out there. Why? Because Pam is irrelevant. Pam Anderson has been the first 
it grow. Think about this. Marilyn Monroe, first real pinup gal, Betty Page, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Marilyn. Marilyn died but never went out of style. Then we had to wait a while and we got Farrah. And and Farrah was was amazing, her, but she never faded. She got sick and she ended up dying, but she's still Farrah. Pam Anderson was the next one. And she married Tommy Lee and made the sex tape and then made a terrible movie and just fucking went nowhere, but still is alive and still wants to be relevant. And her agent sees all this happening, and of course they put this documentary together. And I have no, I have no desire to watch it. I could care less about Pam Anderson. I mean, it, it, look, this this is a way for her to. This is a money grab for her. And I got to say, she's playing the game. She's playing the Hollywood game. I can't fault her for that. Good for her. Cash in when you can. Because nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to care about you after this is over. Uh, Pam looks like a bulldozer ran over her now, ugly. Uh, I mean, you look at Pam and you look at fucking Priscilla Presley, you look at all these fucking Botox gals, and this Botox is not a good deal, boy. Look at Sharon Osbourne. Sharon Osbourne looks rough. Pam looks rough, too. I don't know if we'll ever get like a, a, a natural beauty like Sophia Loren who ages. It's so beautiful when she ages even up in that. I mean, they all got the Botox and all that shit now. But, hey, good for Pam to, to cash in while she can while her name is hot. I, I, I'll give it up to her. She's not stupid. She's not stupid by any means. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. It's here. Listen up, it's time for mail call! Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, before I read the mail, uh, I watched this documentary last night, and I'm very glad that she is getting her story out. Her kids did a pretty good job on the doc. The one who uh, we all need to pay attention to is the autobiography from Courtney Love. For years, she has said things about Hollywood and all the creepers in Hollywood, Harvey Weinstein. The problem was everyone thought she was a nut job because she was on drugs. Well, she's clean and sober now, even off of alcohol. And her autobiography will be freaking good. I can, I honestly don't even care about Cobain. Everyone knows the story. I want to know everything else. Well, if it weren't for, for Kurt Cobain, I mean, there would not be a Courtney Love. I mean, I mean, I just, I, I hope that, that it's not named something like. <laughs> not gonna do the rest. That would be wrong. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad she got her truth out there, and she's gonna cash in. Uh, this one is from Ben. It says, hey, Arnie, I kind of went through a rabbit hole on YouTube this weekend, and I watched a bunch of videos of you on the other show, and I have a lot of questions for you about them. All right, let's see what I can answer and what I'm willing to answer compared to what I'm going to say later on this year. Uh, why did they make fun of you for being fat? Sure, you were bigger than they were, but you weren't really like fat, like fat bastard or anything. Well, I think I was fat, but I wasn't that fat. Is that what you're saying? It's the nature of the show. Eh? It, it, it was our, it was, I won't say shtick because you guys will correct me. It was, it was our bit. 
It was just what we did. Made sense. Number two, why did they just copy you when it came to doing funny things? You would start on a tangent and have it going great until one of them decided they could jump in and fuck it up. I appreciate you saying that. That's one reason why I can't go back and watch those tapes because it fucking drives me crazy. Oh, my. Is this real? Holy shit. Let's see if I can get this door to go pull up. Um, I don't know why they did that. I, I don't know if it was they couldn't think of something or they couldn't come up with it, and, and I got the ball rolling, and we were a show. We were a team. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't piss me off at the time, but looking back on it now, yeah, sure it does. Uh, ben, he was fat. Doesn't seem like it because they're now both fucking fat. Swoosh, in Pam's defense, uh, she always wore a lot of makeup, so with that kind of makeup, she would look the same even now. I mean, I, I look like a completely different person without makeup, and it ain't pretty. Now stop that. Um, we got breaking news. We got to thank Hangtown Mike for this. Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please oh. have your attention? I've just been handed oh. an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. But I, I still have one line left in this email. Um, Philadelphia Eagles player, 11 days before the Super Bowl. Um, uh, rookie offensive lineman Josh Stills. is being charged with rape and kidnapping 11 days before the Super Bowl. Stemming from an incident in December. Oof. Yikes. I will keep my eye on that story. Oh, by the way, uh, if if you want to see something great, if if you want to know how great our world is, let me just tell you how great our world is. DoorDash is now accepting SNAP and EBT cards as payment. Lovely. Uh, Damn is a big one. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. The Eagles will injure the DA, and that's how they win. He's a backup's backup reserve player. Okay, good. Last question in this email. How did you work there so long and not whip that dude's ass at least once a week? I'm going to tell you the truth. And I, I don't know if I, I, I'll start my, my show this summer with this, but I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I loved him like a brother. I literally would have died for him. I would have taken a bullet for him. I trusted him with every fiber of my being for 20 years. It's the reason why he didn't get his ass whooped from me. Because he always, I thought he always had my best interest at heart. I thought he too loved me like a brother. Guess not. So, um, I mean, if you were to ask that now, it's because, well, location, location, location. That's why I didn't get his ass whooped now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that building where, where we were, we were a family. I'm not proud to say this, but I, I've talked about this. I did not slip with opioids, but I did slip. I've only slipped one time since I got clean. 
and it was on Thanksgiving because it was the first Thanksgiving in 24 years I didn't have a place to go to. Nowhere. So I, I decided to <laughs> to mix muscle relaxers and uh, um, uh, what, what, what's that terrible benzo? The, the one that everybody takes or fucking depression or whatever. The bars, Xanax. I took like two Xanax bars and like four muscle relaxers. That is not a good cocktail to take. I know I've mentioned this before. What you say about uh, Scab is how my dad did me. Hearing you talk about this gives me flashbacks. Sorry about that, Red and White. I'm sorry that you got stabbed that way. And then he just stabbed you in the back. That's terrible. I'm so sorry, man. Well, like I said, this summer you're going to hear all about it. I uh, just don't know when yet. I, I'm hoping maybe this weekend I'll find out some more details. Uh, and as soon as I find out details, you know I'm going to tell you. Couple more emails to go. And here, listen up, it's time for mail call. Not Bucket, it's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, I need to know more about something you talked about today. What is Cocaine Bear? And when does it come out and how can I see it? This sounds like the mindless entertainment that I need. Any info will help. That's from Maggie. Uh, okay, Maggie, hold on a second here. Let, let, let's Google this. Uh, cocaine... Bear. All right. Cocaine Bear. When does this shit come out? The trailers are all up. Uh, Thursday, February the 23rd, it comes out. Okay, good. And it's already, oh, it's at my two theaters. Kick ass. This is a story. Uh, it, it's loosely based on a true story where a guy who's like, Transporting cocaine drops it in the woods, and somebody goes and picks it up. They have a they have a tracking device on it. Unlike radioactive material they have in Australia, where they have no idea where it is, and they're just walking up and down the roads looking for it. Um, but a bear gets to it first, and the bear falls in love with cocaine, and the rest is just the bear attacks people. I don't care if it's legit or not. I want to see this movie. Ray Liotta's in it. Uh... Ice Cube's son is in it. This movie's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome and mind-numbing, just like cocaine. Awesome and mind-numbing. Oh, my gosh, looky there. Holy crap. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company dime. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I Alicia, good morning. She says, got to work tonight, so trying to catch some more sleep. No problems. It comes out February 23rd. You're out. Bears all cocaine's a hell of a drug. Oh, I'll have to get that. I'll have to find the, the Charlie Murphy special with Rick James. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I have a full week of recovery next week, so I need things to watch. Well, that one doesn't come out for a while, so uh, hit me up today. I'll, I'll send you a list of stuff. If you're not watching The Mayor of Kingstown, Wow. This week's was kind of shitty. I didn't like this week's. With the first two episodes this season, The Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. Wow. Wow. All right, last email here. Here we go. Let's do it, shall we? Not Bucket. 
It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie. So as a fellow Cowboys fan, I was wondering what your thoughts of this deal here. We trade Dak and Zeke away and hopefully get some decent draft picks. Maybe package up one or both with the 26 pick and move all the way up to get a real quarterback. While Cooper Rush can lead the team next year or until our rookie quarterback is ready to go, what do you think? That's from Garrett. Um, Is that when Renner's character gets all drunk and says he got plowed? Uh, yes. Oh, I know it was Rick James, but it was Charlie Murphy's rendition of, or telling the story of Rick James, where that came from. Uh, I was going to start Kingstown. He's a cool dude. Met him once, and he lives like 20 minutes from me. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Last season, it's kind of, you know, you got to watch to get through it. This season kicks off with a bang. Um, I do not like the idea that, that, that Cooper Rush comes and leads the team. Uh, Red and White says car to Dallas. No. Well, your offensive coordinator went to a real team, LOL. Yeah. There you go, San Diego. Uh, there you go. Um, I love the fact that you want to send Dak away because I want to send Dak away too. The 26 pick, I keep hearing rumors that they'll take, they're going to use the 26 pick and they're going to get Bijan Robinson out of Texas. That kid's a hell of a running back. I would love to see that. I would, I would fucking weep to see that. To see a Longhorn fucking lead the Cowboys, I would love it. It ain't going to happen. First of all, he ain't going to be available. And secondly, Jerry Jones hates drafting Longhorns. Just going to say it. Um, I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. I, I'm at a loss for that team. I, I don't know what Jerry Jones is thinking anymore. And, and I really don't care. I really don't care. Do you honestly think Jerry would dump Dak and Zeke after all the effort convincing people? Zeke's come out. Zeke has already showed his hand. Zeke's come out and said that he'll take a a massive pay cut to stay in Dallas. Well, Zeke's the kind of guy who I I look at Zeke this way. Zeke's that guy who goes, well, if you paid me more, I'd work harder. Let's remember, Zeke was the highest-paid running back in the league, and what has he done since his second year? Except fumble and lose his job to Tony Pollard. And I like Tony Pollard a lot. Breaking his leg, that kind of scares me, though, for a running back. And he's a free agent, and he deserves a a, a good check, but... (sighs) Jerry won't let them go because of his ego. Would I take Carr... No, I, I, I think, look, I, I think Derek Carr is a, a good kid. I think he's an adequate quarterback to get to the playoffs. I've never, I've never deemed him a winner, though. I just don't, and, and, and I'm not trying to knock the Raiders, and I, I'm not trying to get a shot in on the Raiders. I just don't think that Derek Carr was that good. I just don't. And we don't need another uh, average quarterback. We're the Dallas Cowboys. We should have a phenomenal quarterback. And I hate the idea. Look, Aaron Rodgers is not coming here because he's not going to play for Mike McCarthy. Tom Brady retired. So all those big names are out. 
Here's what I uh, here is what I have noticed with the Cowboys the last few years. They don't have the camaraderie that the winning teams had. They don't gel or lack for a better word. And don't think Dak's age. Look at Mahomes for crying out loud. I just don't see them as a solid team. Well, Dak turns 30, I think, today. I think today is Dak's birthday. Mahomes is, what, 28 or 29? They're, they're right around the same age. But Dak's a loser. Patrick Mahomes was, uh, I guess he had a winner somewhere inside him because he sure as fuck wasn't a winner at Texas Tech. But he found it in the NFL. You can have the most talent and still suck. How long are you guys going to spoon feed someone who can't run without a giant offensive line? Well, that's how Emmett Smith made the fucking Hall of Fame. Carapolo will win a bunch of games, get your hopes up, and get injured and throw three picks in the game and leave you with a sad failure trombone. <laughs> Dallas will get Trey Lance for a draft pick since the Niners don't have a first or second rounder. Coaching matters. I agree with that. I, I think, I look, Colin Moore, Kellen Moore, whatever his name was, Kellen Moore can go suck a big bag of dicks. First of all, he was a terrible offensive coordinator. Secondly, he holds a record in college football that I would like to I would like to challenge. He has the most wins of a starting quarterback in college football. He beat out my man Colt McCoy by one game. Now, if you look at their body of work, you'll see that Colt McCoy beat some actual legit teams. Sorry, Nevada, I apologize, but the Big West at that time was not really a legit conference. It's like Ron Danes, the all-time leading rusher in college football. Well, he started all four years. Ricky Williams didn't start until halfway through a second year. He had Priest Holmes in front of him. And Ron Dane beats his records. That's right, two Longhorns. Most fucking wins as a quarterback, most rushing yards as a running back. Ricky Williams. Look that shit up. I am nervous about McCarthy making the offensive calls. Oh, I'm terrified of it. Dallas media would eat Carr alive. We don't really have a tough media here. Now, now that Dale Hansen's gone, the teeth are out. There, there's no media here. I mean, nobody reads newspapers. The media here is weak. They're soft. And honestly, Jerry Jones is not respected by anyone at this point. The fans hate him, and the haters hate him. I hope he feels that. I, I really do, because he's become a joke. He's become the Mr. Burns of football, and I will never, ever compare him to Al Davis. And the reason is, is Al Davis knew the game, knew the game a lot better than Jerry Jones does. And Al Davis wanted to win. With moves that Jerry Jones makes, I don't know if he wants to win. I don't know if he wants to win or if he wants to turn us into the Chicago Cubs of the 70s and 80s. Chicago Cubs of the 70s and 80s, they were owned by the Wrigley family. Experiment, the gum people, right? And the Cubs never spent money. The Cubs never, ever spent money. And this went up until the mid to late 90s. Covers never, and you know why they didn't spend money? It's because they didn't have to. I can equate this to my, my radio show that I used to be on in the morning. They knew that they would get three to three and a half million fans a season, which is huge numbers, because people want to go to Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field is a destination. They don't give a fuck who they see play. 
When I went to Chicago, I had to go to Wrigley Field. I didn't go to Comiskey because I didn't want to get shot. I wanted to go to Wrigley, and I went to Wrigley twice because it's Wrigley. It's a cathedral. It's a holy place. And the owners knew that people, that baseball fans, especially like me, had that thought so they don't have to spend money because they know they're going to sell out every game. And this was told to me once by a general manager, a man who I admire to this day, who I still reach out and text and, and, and chat with, the big kahuna. I went in and asked him, and he told me point blank, because I didn't have a lot of business savvy. I was a fucking dick and fart joke guy. I said, hey, kahuna, why is it that we don't have billboards on every fucking corner in this town? I mean, we're number one by a two-to-one margin. Now, he did not like my answer, but I did give him the correct answer. I asked him, I said, why don't we have billboards up? He goes, Arnie, you answered yourself. You're winning by a two-to-one margin. Why would we put up billboards? You're winning already. We don't have to tell people about you. And he goes, why would you waste money? I said, to build up a three-to-one margin, motherfucker. That's why. We had a three-to-one margin, which is what we got to, by the way, without billboards. And that way you could charge even more for advertising on the show. I think we build something like $25 million one year for the station. I didn't get paid near that fucking money. But that's, and, and, and I'm afraid the Dallas Cowboys are that because Jerry's World is a place, it's a destination that people want to go to and they want to see and they want to take pictures and they want to take the tours and they want to go try to smell the cheerleaders' fucking seats, but they don't have the seats out because I tried that and I was thwarted. But, but that's what the Cowboys are right now. And as a Cowboys fan, I, 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 I recognize it. And by the way, I fucking hate it. Absolutely hate it. Jones didn't start off too good start uh, with me because he fired Landry. I came close uh, to the realization that it was probably the best thing for the team. Obviously, they went to three Super Bowls in the 90s, but I still hated him for it. Oh, I did too. Absolutely. Cubs had Sandberg and Dawson, but they let young Maddox go. Yeah, but they, look, Dawson won an MVP for a last-place team. Sandberg was the greatest second baseman to ever play. They, they, had, they had enough star power to get people in, the Chicagoites in. And they had guys like Rick Sutcliffe. And they, 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 you know, Jody Davis for a while. Then they had Mark Grace. And they looked like they were building a team, but they weren't really. Goose Gossage at the end of his career pitched there. He's a new Marge shot, just not as racist, yeah. Wrigley Field is a must. Have to go twice, though, the spring without the ivy on the wall. And in August, when they had the ivy eats balls, we went twice in a week. We went to a night game, and I was like, I, I can't just go to a night game. And uh, I, I bought tickets, and we went to a day game. I had to be at a day game at Wrigley. Had to. Um, stadium is pretty badass, though. Those sliding glass doors, largest in the world. Yeah, the curse of the goat. It's all they needed, yep. Um, all right, that does it for all the mail that we had today. We're not going to take a break here because we only got, you know, half hour left on the show, so we'll keep going. Um, 
I found this story to be very, very interesting. Um, there's a guy who I have, my entire career, at least since 2005, when he said that, that President Bush, he, he's the one who created Hurricane Katrina. Uh, I've had this hate-hate this relationship with Bill Maher. I used to watch Bill Maher just to make myself angry. Now, Bill Maher is a very intelligent man. I'm not going to take anything away from him. He and I do not see anywhere near eye to eye politically on a lot of things. But in the last three or four years, Bill Maher has actually been a voice of reason from the left. Now, he's still very, very left wing. He still hates Donald Trump, and that's okay. I'm fine with that. Um, But Bill Maher now, the left on Twitter have come out in force against Bill Maher, arguing that he is a right-wing culture warrior who made racist comments against minorities and had a smug face to boot. Bill Maher trended Tuesday morning on social media after he announced the post-show segment Overtime will air on during CNN tonight. But even before Maher's deal with CNN became public, the comedian was already a punching bag for the left. As he's come out against woke education and accused environmentalist celebrities of hypocrisy. Leftist and Young Turks host Sink Igar claimed that Maher was a culture warrior for the political right. See, this is this is fucking hysterical. Scott says, which stadium or arena is still on your bucket? Fenway and Yankee Stadium. I Look, I didn't get to go to old Yankee Stadium, so I need to see new Yankee Stadium. But, yeah, Fenway, Fenway and uh, Yankee Stadium are two of them. See, now how... See, now, what we are not going to do is fuck with my Bill Maher. Luckily, he's very smart, and he will have a fantastic response. Uh, Special Kale says that guy's name, who, Bill Maher or Sink Igar? Look, I, I, I'm no, I am no proponent of Bill Maher, but ever since the COVID thing, he hasn't changed who he was, but he's, he's using, and, and by the way, he's using common sense. He calls out the environmental elite. Why? Because 150 of them just showed up over in fucking uh, in Switzerland, and they all had 150 planes. I saw Piers Morgan destroy some gal uh, who was going off against farmers. She says farming or cattling, ranching, and fishing are destroying uh, the climate at a, at a record pace. And and Piers Morgan put her in place. He goes, No, no, you are as well. Because your avocados that you have to have on your avocado toast, you have to fly those in, along with all the fucking almonds that you use. There's no big footprint on all those things that are being fucking done, and and they're being harvested using equipment that runs on fossil fuel. I appreciate when people call out their own. You pronounce it Yink Younger. No, I, I don't. Uh, C-E-N-K is sink. Younger. 
I I understand. I appreciate that, Scott, but I'll I'll pronounce it sink. So in order to be liberal, you have to be woke. Yeah, that's what they're saying. See, Bill Maher is obsessed with the idea that cancel culture is out of control. Well, it is. Yet Maher himself just got a new CNN gig, despite saying outrageous things about Muslims, Arabs, and trans people, making crass jokes about Asians, and using the N-word on TV. Cancel culture? Okay. Let's take a look at that, shall we? The N-word? He got checked on that immediately. I remember that episode because I thought Ice Cube was going to knock him out. Bill Maher hasn't said that word on his show since then. Um, making crass jokes about Asians and trans people and Arabs and Muslims. Can, can I remind everybody of something? His first job is he's a comedian. He's supposed to make jokes. And he's a political comedian. So, of course, he's supposed to satire what's going on in the political world. Usually, it's it satires the right. But when the left is so out of control and canceling people for doing things 10, 15 years ago and not being called out on the things they did 10 to 15 years ago, I have a problem. Keith Olbermann, the absolute dumbest person in the world, so Bill Maher's leftovers will run on CNN Friday night, as a veteran guest on that show, not that this is going to top the CNN 92K demo rating. What about the profanity? Are you really worried about the profanity, Keith Olbermann? I, I, I mean, I mean honestly, Bill Maher is is what we he is not a part of this new woke culture left. He is still a liberal. And I respect him. I respect him for, for, for putting his feet in the sand and staying put as a liberal with his, his condemnation of the right. Because he still does. I don't agree with it, but hey, he probably wouldn't agree with me. But I will stand up and I will fight for Bill Maher. Bill Maher just recently got on. He's got a new podcast he does where he got into it over critical race theory being taught in schools. He's against critical race theory being taught in schools. Obviously, he's a bigot. He and Brian Cranston got into it. And I believe something that was said is, why are you teaching young white kids that they're evil oppressors when they haven't done anything? How has your fucking seven-year-old oppressed a black family? Really tired of the N-word. God damn it. Might as well just say the full word. So fucking stupid. I know, Ken Dog. Mar frequently has Andrew Sullivan on the show. He is out and very gay and does not believe in the woke pushing trans our kids. No, it shouldn't be. Bill Maher has a bumper sticker that reads, at least I'm not Keith Olbermann. <laughs> Mage says, Asians don't care about jokes. We are the most racist people on earth, but we still smile and take your money and talk shit about you later like a good person should do. Amen. Boy, Mage, I'd love to go with you to a fucking sushi restaurant because I'd get to fucking know, I'd get to learn what they're saying. They're probably saying, look, the fat ass is back. 
I'll treat you like Elaine did fucking George's father in that episode of Seinfeld where you got the, it wouldn't be Koreans. Mage, I know you're Japanese, but I would take you to Japanese places. The end of the interview with Cranston, they ended as friends. That's what it's all about. Exactly. See, this is the thing, is to have conversations with people. I don't know when this started. And it, 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 it's amazing if you think about it, and I'm just now thinking about it and putting this all together. From the side, if we look at this, the right and the left side, the left side has been notorious for this trophies for kids. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody that participated wins. Everybody wins, okay? Because they knew their kids weren't good, and they knew they couldn't compete, and they didn't want to make them compete. But why is it now that you can have a political conversation with someone and not see eye to eye, yet still be friends? And I'll tell you what it is. And I, I'm not going to let the right out on this, but it's interesting to see the same party that came with the trophies for everybody has this must-win me mentality when it comes to their arguments. They must win so much that they cancel you and, 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 and kick you out of the culture. So that's their ultimate win. I don't understand why people can't have civil conversations about politics. And it, it gets down in the minutia, and it gets down in the mud and the muck, and it gets down with the lies. And then when you ask them questions, you're either deemed a racist, or you're a homophobe, or you're transphobic with this. I'd like to know a simple question here. here, here here's the simple question I have. Um... Why is pushing the trans agenda so important for everybody? And I mean for everybody. Why, why is this so important? To where we accept it? Well, there's going to people that, look, look. There are people in this country that still don't accept black people. So what you're trying to tell people is you're pissing in the wind. You're tugging on Superman's cape. You're doing things you shouldn't do because you know that there's no winning there. You're not going to convince everyone that trans is good. And I'm not saying it's bad, I'm, but, but why, is the, why is the movement being pushed so hard? I don't have a problem with them. Look, if, they, if, if you want to cut your junk off and you want to get stuff glued to you and, and, and added on, more power to you. But the problem is that you're going to look strange, you're going to look weird, and we make fun of strange and weird-looking people in our society at the end. And, and that's the other thing. The, our society has become so soft. God almighty. I get tired of seeing the memes on Facebook and social media about how this society couldn't handle people like fucking Archie Bunker and Fred Sanford. Well, no shit they couldn't. You know why? Because they were funny. B. Coop sends me a lot of the jokes that I use on, um, on TikTok. And every once in a while, he'll send some jokes to me that I know I can't use. 
and I still laugh at him, and, and I appreciate him because he gets my sense of humor. He sent me one yesterday, and the first time I read it, I was like, whoa. And then I was like, well, if I clean this up and not make it about one person individually, then I can do it. And the joke goes like this. What do the Kardashians and American schools have in common? They both got famous for having kids shot up inside them. Now, the first time I read that joke, I was like, oh, school shit. And then I thought to myself, you know what? No, it's funny. It made me laugh. And I told that joke today on, on, on TikTok. I don't know if it's been pulled off yet. I haven't checked anything. But that's a funny joke. See, we, we used to allow funny jokes that had a cringe factor to them. You just knew where to tell them. Now you can't even do that. I saw the Mar podcast when he had Kid Rock on. Bill gave his perspective about teaching gender uh, thing in school, and Kid Rock said, welcome to the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I know I haven't talked to my in-laws in years due to politics, and that's, uh, you know, that's too bad. Arnie, I'm a member of the ass family like everyone else for the dick and fart jokes, but goddamn, what, what, what astute point you just made about the trophies for everybody but needing to win on that issue. Brilliant. Well, thank you. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because when you have a political discussion with somebody, and I'm, look, 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 first of all, let me just say, I am guilty as charged. Why? Is because I'm so goddamn competitive. And I will fucking fight, and I will fucking go dirty in these fights. Because I want to win. But see, they've they've garnered that, and this is the party, and that's the part that makes me laugh. Is like, wow, you guys are really trying hard to win this, but you're gonna fucking lose. Uh, most of the time, they are not Japanese. They are some other type of shitty Asian race trying to trick white people into buying fucking shit Japanese food. Susie is a fucking appetizer. Me going uh, to one of those places be like you taking to an Italian person dinner and only giving them mozzarella sticks. All right. I'm still going to take you. Uh, for the same reason everything is pushed, it's all for the green. Boy, oh boy, if that's not the truth. My agency is on a manhunt for uh, over someone posting memes. Jokes get policed more than BLM riots. They do, and, and that's the fascinating thing to me. And when I found this story, I was truly fascinated that the left is trying to cancel out Bill Maher, a guy who carried their flag for years. And was shit on for years. And shit on by me for years. And after COVID, I started to listen to him, and he, he started to make great points. Now, every once in a while, he still says dumb shit that I disagree with. I ain't going to lie. But my God, man. This is amazing to me. Well, if you don't agree with this, we're going to cancel you out. Wait, wait. I don't agree with a boy at the age of, of seven or a girl at the age of seven being allowed to change their 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 what they're called their their genders at school and the, the parents have no say over that. Oh, I'm truly sorry that I'm against that. I'm sorry that I'm against parents having rights. Unbelievable. But it's our world that we live in now. And until we, and by we I mean 
the people that that don't have to use a fucking speaking spell to think until we start changing shit, until we start saying enough is enough. I do believe that there are great people on the left if they got out of their own way and they listened to fact and they got out of their feelings. I don't want people to suffer in this world. I don't. But when you when you start to rule and govern with feelings instead of facts, open your door in San Francisco and see what that gets you. That gets you bums laying in front of your house and shitting in front of your front door. And you can't do anything about it. How do you sell a property in San Francisco like that? I mean, do the realtors come over? I know they stage houses and do stuff. I've watched a couple of them million-dollar listing shows. Do they bring a pressure washer over and hose off all the fucking human fecal matter and urine that's right there? Because I imagine that would... uh, Look, I haven't bought many houses in my life. I haven't bought any. Um, But I, I know that if I walked up to a house and I had to avoid a human turd, and it smelled like urine all over the place, I would probably ask my real estate agent to take me someplace else. But Gavin Newsom, he said, hey, it's okay they do this on the streets. Why is that okay? Oh, because if you arrest them, it might hurt their feelings? Well, well we live in... We, we live in... <laughs> I mean, th- this is the part that, that's crazy to me. I thought we lived in a civilized fucking society. I guess not. I guess you can just shit and fucking shoot up and do drugs anywhere you want to. Where did I see it? Uh, uh, was it Canada? Somebody sent me a story. Hold on a second here. Let me see if I can find it. Um, crap. Um, who sent me this? Um, oh, I got to talk about that gal. I can't f- miss that one. Um, I guess I got rid of Well, it might be in here. Hold on a second. Let me check one more place. Um, I, 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 now I forget what it was about. Uh, if they want to be arrested, they want to be arrested. Free food and warm cot. I don't know what the answer is. I, I just I, I, I just look at all this stuff and I go, you got to be kidding me. There's a city, I think it's in Canada, that is decriminalized. Is that who did it? Fuck, hold on a second here. I think I know who, who put it up. There it is right there. Oh, let's see. No, 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 no. It wasn't him. All right. There's a city, I believe, in Canada that has decriminalized heroin. And by decriminalizing, meaning it's legal. They won't arrest you for it. Heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, all decriminalized. We're giving in to the, wait, 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 we're giving in? Well, that, I mean, granted, it's Canada and they're all fucked up, but you're giving in to it? Don't tell me that California has not given in to shoplifting. 
I saw f- three videos this week. People inside some kind of like Nike town. So if I was a Nike town, I wouldn't even open. But there are people going in there, and they're by, they're getting way more than nine hundred dollars. There's teams of them. There's gangs of them. There's groups of them. They're stealing thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. The store can't do anything because if you hurt them, they can sue you. How about we get that law in the bill? If an employee tries to stop somebody from shoplifting, instead of getting sued, they get a key to the city. So we've forgiven drugs and we've given in to, to shoplifting. Is rape next? I'm just wondering. Now, now look, we've had a serious show today. I have to end. Amsterdam in Canada, you mean I can shoot up across the border? Yes, yes, you can. I, I, I'll look for that story when I get off today. I'm sorry that I, I should have sent it to myself, and I'm pissed off right now that I didn't. In California, we have to make sure homeless people have clothes appropriate for the weather before we discharge them from the hospital. Also, make sure they're offered food, a free ride to wherever they want. They need meds, they're given them, or at least a, a prescription. That's fucking terrible, man. That is just terrible. I hate our world so much. All right. Last two. St- <laughs> These last two stories are fucking great. Um, <laughs> our first story <laughs> is in Virginia. <laughs> I tell you what, Virginia is the fucking hotbed for great stories. This is a story about 22-year-old Arlisha Boinkins, who is an assistant coach on the Churchland Junior Varsity girls basketball team. Once again, the JV girls basketball team. in which the coach suited up for the team while a teenage athlete was out of town. <laughs> in footage from the twenty, the game on January 21st, um, she can be seen wearing the black number one jersey. Boykins, who was going up against 14- and 15-year-olds, recorded a block and drove to the basket for a layup highlights that she had. How many points she end up with? Now, that right there is a commitment to win. That is a commitment to excellence and winning. Oh, our best player is not going to be here? Coach, why don't you suit up? How awesome is that story? That is phenomenal. I'm going to send this story to my old... uh, old, uh, uh, what was he, my trick teacher, Coach Davis? I'm going to send him and go, why didn't you ever do this? And, I mean, it's for the JV girls team. That is a desire to win that I've never seen before. I read an article yesterday about Walmart using AI to prevent Arnie's style of theft, switching barcodes, LOL. Damn bastards. The JV team will and parents chose to forgo the remainder of the season and will not play any more games. The school district is currently looking in and investigating. 
Yeah, man, that's the dream right there, isn't it? I mean, the dream that could end in a, in a nightmare situation. The nightmare situation is the 14- and 15-year-old girls punk the shit out of you. But can you imagine being like, you know, fucking a 21-year-old guy playing in a JV basketball game and you're a basketball coach? Can you imagine that? Fucking dunking on them, talking all kinds of shit. I think it's phenomenal. Final score with that game was 22 to 18, a real nail biter. Oh boy. Nothing like living under the rim. Man, oh man. Aim high, young ladies. Oh. Now I'm imagining Arnie as assistant coach playing softball on drag against seventh and eighth grade girls. Oh, as soon as I took that girl deep, I'd be like, put another quarter in that machine, girl. Taking you deep. (laughs) But that has nothing on our final story. Our final story today could be one of the greatest things I've ever seen. This is a story about 66-year-old Vera Lydell. She was the director of food service for impoverished Illinois school district. This is a lunch lady who worked her way up from the lunch lady line all the way up to the, the, the deluxe apartment in the sky high high. So last year, she ordered more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings for the school district with school funds. Now, that seems uh, 11,000 cases of chicken wings. That's for the entire school district. Okay. The problem is she kept all the wings for herself. School was never... The food was never brought to the school or provided to students. Prosecutors alleged that she started stealing while students were learning remotely, but the district was still providing meals for available pickup. It's unclear what happened to the tens of thousands of pounds of chicken wings. Local news did not not report the day of her arrest. The alleged scheme was apparently uncovered when the district manager conducted an audit and found food costs were $300,000 over budget just halfway through the year. You don't know what happened to these chicken wings? She was going around. To, look, look, I, I like chicken wings. Don't get me wrong. I like, I like chicken wings. I, I, I'm a, a, a much bigger Hooters fan. I like their wings. I just do. The girls have become ugly there. I do like their wings. I don't get wings at a lot of other places. I like the breaded wings. I like all that, right? But I'll tell you what. Here in Texas, we got, we got three kind of restaurants that are everywhere. Number one is Sonic. You cannot be an actual fucking uh, invested city in Texas without having at least one Sonic. And I know you all are saying, well, what about Whataburger? Whataburger is so much better than Sonic, but Sonic is everywhere. I'm not kidding. I I live in Rockwall, Texas. We're not a big, big town. We only have one Taco Bell, but we've got like four Sonics. And I'm not lying. We have 
like three or four Sonics here at least. Okay, so 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 you got that right. You got taco restaurants coming out everywhere. There's a new place called the Velvet Taco. Get in your jokes there. All right, yay, the Velvet Taco, vagina, all that kind of stuff. We got taco places on every corner. We also got, you know, quick dock-in-the-box places everywhere. And right next to that is everybody who thinks that they have a good recipe for chicken wings. That's what this lady did. She And I imagine there are a bunch of towns like this. And she just drove around to all these fucking failure places. Like, you know, Hal's House of Wings. Wendy's Wings. Yeah, shit like that. Not quality places like Slater's Ding-A-Wing. She went to all these hole-in-the-wall places. I guarantee you she sold a bunch of these damn chicken wings to them. Uh, Triple Mom 5 says, at that time, wings were crazy expensive, too. She was definitely selling them on the side. Oh, you're damn right she was. $300,000. Jesus, what kind of what got chicken wing restaurant on the side? A lot of wings. But first of all, I don't think that our lunch budget was $300,000 growing up. We got them square pizza, and I love the old square pizza. Don't get me wrong. I did not like Salisbury Steak Day. I love Chicken Fried Steak Day, though. Chicken Nugget Day was ass. Of course, at Thanksgiving, you get your turkey and your stuffing and all that. Thank God we had the hamburger and cheeseburger line. Because plate lunches were... They didn't spend no $300,000 on us. Friday was always fish. Fucking goddamn Catholics can't have fucking meat on Fridays. Her kids are like, wings again? We're trying something new. Look here. Look here, we got we we got five hundred thousand cases of wings. You're gonna eat some damn wings. They got wing kebabs, wing salad. <laughs> it's like that scene in Forrest Gump where Bubba's talking about all the ways to make shrimp. <laughs> wing sandwiches. You sure didn't get Tyson? You got a poor brain. Oh, amen to that. Wings sell like two bucks a wing. Think how much she made on that. In the South, you can do that with biscuits. Every fast food serves biscuits and sweet tea by the gallon. Oh, man. I find something. Well, Braddy Kid found something in the store. It's in the frozen section. I don't remember. It was like in the, like like that weird part of the frozen section where they have like weird foods sometimes. It's not in the breakfast section. It should be. They're, and these are different than the ones before because these are smaller and they're fluffier. And I got to say, the biscuits are a lot better. It's biscuits infused with gravy. <whistles> Holy shit, is that good. Put a couple of them in the microwave for like 45 seconds, heat them up, throw an egg or two on top of that. Bam, breakfast is served. That was breakfast this morning, and I, uh, I'm waiting on getting uh, awarded my next Michelin star for that. Those things is good. Mashed potato with turkey and gravy in a scooper. Oh, yeah. My son and I were watching a few minutes of young Shelton. His mom brings a fried chicken over to Mima's, and she says no. My son was like, why would you say no to fried chicken? That lady is weird. Amen to that. She was at her local flea market every weekend. She probably bought a fucking a food truck. I'm in the wrong business again. I make some damn good wings. I should sell that shit. Well, first you got to steal like $300,000 worth of them. 
Actually, she sold that. What she stole was one point five million dollars in chicken wings. She's like the Pablo Escobar of chicken wings. Good God. All right, that is going to do it for the show today. Thank you, S family, for being here. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Tomorrow, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy will be in the house. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this. Remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, ass family, stay warm. And adios, everybody. At first she's going to come on strong. Like she'll love you all night long Like it's going out of style Then she'll leave you with a smile You're gonna give her all your heart Then she'll tear your world apart You're gonna cry a A smile Well you can't help but wonder why you can't help but love her but you can't help but love her And all that hurting was more than worth it It's written all over your face One day you'll pass her That guy you used to be She'll say hello and walk on by Then she'll leave you with a smile It's going out of style Then she'll leave you with a smile Oh, she's gonna love you She's gonna leave you with a smile man pal i coined the phrase i am the man Woo! diamonds are forever and so is the arnie state show Woo! you've been listening to the arnie state show at arnieradio.com stop it stop it stop 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 talking
right. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.